All right. Welcome to the Leadership to Wealth podcast. Guys, we're glad to have you here today. Our guest today has been helping people uh, resolve conflicts and finding inner peace, uh, really step up their game and impact in the world. She is the creator of Energetic Solutions, Inc., Success Systems, and she has been helping thousands of people around the world really be able to achieve health while building success and uncovering their true calling. Our guest today, Siobhan Moran. Siobhan, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, thanks. I'm awesome. Glad to have you on the show. You know, this this is a great question, actually, probably for us to get started. Um, I mean, you're you're over there in Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach, California, right now, uh, yeah. where the weather probably pretty good up here in Canada. We got a bunch of snow outside, and so in comparison. But what what I really want to ask here, just to get us kicked off, because you're used to working with. CEOs, entrepreneurs, uh, people that are uh, aspiring to be, what do you see sort of as the the biggest obstacle, biggest problem for people in, um, you know, when they're trying to either get to the next level or just get it start? And, and maybe there's two different problems for, yeah. for those two different sets. Generally, there are kind of two pieces of puzzle where people get stuck. One is worthiness um mm. worthiness to do what they think they're supposed to do share it etc or even get to that next big level um it, it doesn't matter the numbers it's really fascinating to me that is a big conversation and another one is uh, what do i say it's the most curious thing i've been uh thinking about over the past several months. And I thought, you know, everybody since I started this asked me, well, what do I say? Or how do I say that? And um, I, I'll talk about that in a second, because it's a really important position that virtually no one talks about when I started reflecting on this. And then the other one is um, breaking their habits of, sorry, blue collar mentality. Blue collar mentality is just enough, in my opinion. And I'm speaking about it. So those are uh, three, I ended up with three uh, things where people get really stuck. And if they're, if they're in a business, and they're leaving a corporate thing, the weirdest thing that they get stuck on is um, <laughs> needing to have a boss look over there. That's really interesting to me. It's really a fascinating little thing. Um, so those are, those are some things that people get stuck on. It, it's really uh, essential to deal with your beingness, I think, in order for each of those to get unwound and broken through mm. dealing with your beingness can, can you say more about that as it pertains to yeah. you know, uh, entrepreneurs investors and and the like sure. sure so we'll just use myself as an example getting started on the podcast and yeah. um, yeah. you know my computer wasn't doing phone shut off my other phone shut off 
the, the, none of the browsers were working. And I could have gotten angry. I could have, you know, of course, yes, I, you know, hit my table. I was like, come on, what is happening? Uh, but not with anger. It was just like, seriously, where is the hiccup? Where is the problem? Realizing that there had to be another solution and being able to communicate rather than just saying, I can't get on, I can't get access. And not letting that send me, you know, sideways. Mm-hmm. And most people get sent sideways in any one of those four things I mentioned. Um, if they don't know exactly what to say, maybe they say something not quite aligned or target wrong emotion in somebody, and then they back up and back off. And um, I believe my company is called Energetic Solutions. I believe you can solve anything with your energy. I believe you can solve everything with energy. And then the next part is the intent. And then the next part is the words you're going to say. And um, the beingness is the more you are able to say, you know what, I've got it. I don't know how I've got it, but I've got it. It's going to give you an opportunity to break through to some other level. Um, The challenge with beingness is generally we have a health thing or a money thing or a worry thing or you know somebody sends us something that's not so nice is we generally get stuck in a call of spin for much longer than we need and i know because i've taught a lot of people is if i can get you from that spin over to the thing that you're here to do and and share and get out there and speak on or share or or uh, train or whatever that is or even have a sales conversation that you're being that beingness is going to emanate through to the person that is being served or being spoken with mm. now let me just ask this uh, for clarity's sake do you find that you tend to work with people in a specific area more so than others, or or do you work with entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs across the board, or or do you find that you tend to to stay in a certain area? I don't stay in a certain area because the people that come and say, "Hey, you're the one for me." I don't know what you do, but something says my spidey sense. You speak to me. Something that is. Uh, aligned there, people just seem to know. And so what I have found is it could be, I've helped food companies, small food companies, startup food companies, all the way up to a billion dollar, a couple billion dollar food companies. Um, I've helped tech companies, I've helped um, lawyers, uh, coaches, healers, Uh, jewelry makers, you know, for me, the people who say that I can be a value and service to them is somebody who has had some sort of um, awakening or epiphany. Mm -hmm. And they're here doing what they want to do. They just know something more. And it could be uh, like right now I'm working with a company that wants to get sold. And we're working through a lot of drama in the company. Yeah. And so uh, the gent that uh, owns it, he and his partners own it, and they found me and they said, there's something that you have that nobody else has. And I was able to bring some things to the table that nobody else could have found. Yeah. 
so far, and we've already turned the ship in six months from a, not a failing company, but definitely a struggling company. Right. And it really takes somebody who's had some epiphany out life, they've had some break, they've worked on themselves a lot, and they know that there's this thing that that I can connect to in, uh, I call it the woo, weird, wonky way. It's business. And that's kind of my zone. So it doesn't matter the <laughs> the lane. Right. Okay. So if someone's in the woo weird wonky zone, um, if they're <laughs> if they're recognizing that there's something more, and and I I completely get you when when you share that, if they're there, you recognize that there's something uh, there's value that you're able to add to them and to what they're looking to grow into and and so when when you're uh when you're dealing with people that are with entrepreneurs with uh, investors you're what i'm hearing so far as we're we're just getting started in the conversation what i'm hearing so far is that most of the challenges that people are dealing with aren't of a technical nature. Most of what's there is not necessarily a technical nature, but rather something that they're dealing with individually and personally. And, and that is perhaps the business reflecting what's going on. Yeah, on, so on, that's a great yeah. point. It is of a technical nature and it looks, maybe they bump up against the same thing again and again. Yeah. And yet when I do the work done, I help them find the thing that's stuck inside of them, the energy that's stuck in the way they think, mm -hmm. the way they act, the way they communicate, the way they uh, emit their energy to the business, the way they mm -hmm. back off, the way they lean, the way they push, the way they uh, uh, kind of destroy and then need to recreate, you know, go mm -hmm. from this to this, from this to what I call is the upward trending. And so it looks technical, it looks like we need a strategy and I'm really good with strategy, really good with tactics and marketing and all of the nuances of that. However, I always relate it to something that is going on inside the CEO or the top, the top people of the organization. Best way to communicate that is through an example. So we'll use the guy with the, uh, uh, consulting, you know, uh, the consulting, they hire consultants out to big corporations all over the world. Mm. And so that's their business. It's every country in the world. And uh, this guy has been in the industry 15 years and it's been going. And and when he met me, he said, I, you, I don't know what it is. There's something. I think you can help me. I said, so we mm. talked a lot, talked about where he was stuck. And we needed to hit some big numbers in order to really get uh, the proposition to being a sold business. And when I, the first thing I went in and looked for was I looked to see where stagnation is that nobody else is going to see it. And that's one of the interesting pieces. And so mm -hmm. I looked for a couple of places and I said, hey, I want to talk about this guy in the business. And this guy happened to be one of the main leaders of one of the sectors of the business. 
And I said, I think you need to look at him. And my client said to me, I don't know. He's been with me 15 years. He's been amazing. It's this, it's that. And I said, I really think you need to look at him. I said, I think you need to look at what he's doing and how he's communicating and how he's really holding y'all back. Because there's something in there that he is doing that is not going to match what we're going to do in order to get it sold. So he said, all right, I'll look, I don't know. I really trust him. I really think it's right. And I said, that's okay. I'm happy to be wrong. I am totally happy to be wrong. So he started looking at this guy. Turns out the guy was just kicking back, not doing much, not really showing up, really beating down his staff, really not meeting the numbers, had excuses at the wazoo until I started bringing this to the front. Uh, nobody would have noticed. Right. And so we took that person out of the equation. I said, okay, well, we have a couple other places. And we started working in all those other places and took all of those stuck ideas that he had, the owner had, and got them to be freed up so that what could happen is they could close more deals. And so mm -hmm. they moved into the market of the US because of the freeing up of the ideas and the energy and the right people saying the right thing in the right direction. What does that mean? That means that when we got that particular guy out, uh, turns out he was doing some pretty icky things that nobody ever would have revealed, interestingly. Okay. So we get him out, we clean that up, and then we find out that his staff underneath, you know, several hundred people, underneath kind of have that kind of lazy mentality, but it doesn't look mm. like it. It doesn't okay. appear like that in the numbers. It doesn't appear like that in any of the information. And so when I started getting him to dig around, what started to happen, he said, oh my gosh. And what we identified is they didn't have urgency. And so we turned on the urgency and everything started to turn around. And again, it's a, it's a nuancy thing that the owner was allowing that he wouldn't have noticed he was allowing. Right. He wouldn't have seen his own bias in that situation. And nobody in the business saw it. No, yeah. None of his partners yeah. saw it. The CFO didn't see it. The board of directors didn't see it. I mean, really smart people. The, the uh, Rothschilds didn't see it. You know, nobody was seeing it. And I said, no, there's something really here. And so we, we've been cleaning up that piece. And it's yeah. powerful to see that come alive. Yeah. So what what I'm hearing there is oftentimes we may not see the the thing that's right in front of us that's uh, perhaps holding us back, causing some trouble, causing uh, that slowdown, that that leg, that stagnation, as you said. Um, and there's real power in bringing someone from the outside in to be able to uh, take a look at these things. Uh, I mean that that sounds very true uh, for me I'm I'm always trying to invite outside counsel uh to be able to look at at the things I'm doing my thought processes and that and so I I can really see the wisdom of that and I can see how someone could get into that place of stagnation and and as a result it it creates that uh, that issue in their business and and would you say that uh, that's one of the more common things that you run into when when looking at people's businesses that there's and just an area that they're stagnated in. 
A great phrase I hear a lot is, I've tried everything. I've done everything. I swear to God, I've done everything. And and I'll look at something and I'll say something and and they'll say, oh my God, I would have never thought of doing that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I would have never thought to look there. I mean, we have a we have a, a group that has a dental, a, a, a guy who has dental group. And um, he said, are you telling me that that one little thing that we did got us to triple our business? And I said, well, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's funny. Um, yeah, it, it is uh, so true how something so simple can can really break break the whole, the, you know, the, the jar wide open or whatever you might want to say. And, um, and it's interesting how also we, we rarely can see it. Uh, I've heard the saying that the uh, level of thinking needed uh, that got you into the problem, that you need a higher level of thinking to get yourself out of a problem than the level of thinking that got you into it. And, uh, and oftentimes, Right. That's bringing in someone else who, who can look at it uh, differently. Yeah, because you can go to an, a mastermind and have some epiphanies. But until somebody mm-hmm. says, absolutely, this is an area you need to really reveal mm-hmm. to yourself. Um, yeah. You don't make that same shift. I mean, that's the truth. I've, I've had enough people say, well, I've tried all of these other things and these other people. And I said, listen, I deal from the energy perspective. And if you look at yes. corporate law, corporate law says, A business is an entity in and of itself. It is connected and one with itself and with the individual and then has some other words. And so it's basically, it's an extension of the owner energetically and nobody talks about that. That's Mm -hmm. the only way I think about business. And that's why it can, it doesn't matter the business for me. It's really, Mm -hmm. it's really an energetic uh, aspect of, there's a successful business energy and there's a, there's a good enough business energy. And then there's a business energy <laughs> that's kind of going out trying to crawl out of the pit. And, yes. you know, it's like, what am I going to do to help them? <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it's true. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if you run into the, to the energy of uh, people that are always wanting to, um, but, but then they don't. And, uh, you know, they want to do this next step, but then, but then, oh, you know, there's something, there's something that always seems to come up or, um, there, there's just something else to do. I I don't even know how to say it, but sometimes you run into it so often that, uh, that I don't even know what, what you would say about that anymore. But do you run into that, that energy? Yeah, I call them brilliant, talented, and stuck. Because <laughs> they're brilliant. No. They've done something amazing. It reminds me of a client of mine who was in this, who was part of the CDC, you know, over 20 years ago, you know, high up there. And she wanted to go and get into um, uh, helping empty nesters. Brilliant woman, very educated, just so kind and generous and wonderful. And yet her education had her. And um, so a lot of those folks maybe have somebody telling them to go in one direction. 
and yet the real direction they need to go is slightly different in order to get to that one direction. Um, I'll give you an example. There's a company out there that I've spoken to recently and they have a product for vocabulary, which brings more confidence and gets people in business talking better and ESL and stuff like that. And the guy is so set on his, him and his, his wife are so set on an app. And I'm like, yeah, you have this really cool business right here that is going to build the thing to get the app to go zooming away into the stratosphere. And he just wants to focus on the app. And I was like, okay, well, let's see. <laughs> hmm. That is interesting. Um, again, back to, I guess it comes back to that, where that focus, where you're focusing that energy and, you know, there's a really interesting point for people that are listening. I think there are there's a challenge for people when it comes to whatever they perceive as their barrier. Education, as you just mentioned, tends to be one where you've gotten yourself to a certain level of perhaps academia and maybe designations and all these different professionalism. And then and then being able to perhaps let that go and realizing that you, you want to move your energy into another area. And yeah. well, what if I, what if I fail over here? Uh, you know, I don't want to take a chance of losing out on this. And of course, you know, the perhaps a dramatic thing might be someone who's their, their doctor and they actually want to be a ballerina um, that that would seem uh really diverse or uh opposite directions but we know that most of the time it's not quite that opposite it's perhaps a doctor that wants to break out and run their own business still with using their knowledge that they've gotten into that area but at the end of the day what what i'm hearing you say is there are those items that they just identify with those those things that they want to stay like consistent with yeah, I think it's important for people to uh, not get caught up in the bright shiny and learn that business requires you to learn how to sell. And yes. a lot of people don't know. I mean, yes. I work with a lot of so many people that don't know how to sell. Um, yeah. You have to learn how to sell in a way that works for you. So there are lots of sales programs mm. out there and that's great. But uh if you learn how to sell in a way that works for you and it comes from your heart and the way you are, then it's just an organic process. Mm. And I think the other part of what you were talking about is I also call it the um, getting to your true north. Sometimes getting to your true north, you could be five degrees away from your true north by going for the app or uh, going after the wrong market. Um, and you're just so close, so close uh, that you have bought the Kool-Aid, drunk the Kool-Aid of the shiny stuff. It reminds me of a, of a gal who has a food company. And when I met her, she'd raised, I don't know, like $3 million. I didn't really know this until after we started working together. And it was a cool product from Africa. Mm -hmm. And it was 
it was slated to be on every supermarket shelves, but nothing was happening. It wasn't working. And I said, well, I want to see, you know, I want to see how you think about it, how you sell. Like she could sell to an investor, but she couldn't sell to get the product off onto the shelf and then off to the shelf. And so we had right. to teach her a conversation on how to get the product on actually onto the shelf and then off the shelf. And then we had to get her to open her eyes that her packaging was really garbage. And as soon as we... <laughs> Um, as soon as we put all of those things together, she ended up with 400 Ralph, I think it was maybe one of those, one of those chains, um, and, and 200 other chains. And so it was in the frozen section. Once we cleaned up how she could sell, how she thought about sales and how the sale needed to contribute to the end result. It's a really interesting nuance. Yeah. So she was doing the right things, but five degrees of her true north. Yeah, actually, actually, I'd love to share a great story with you uh, on that. A, a, a friend of mine, a former fighter pilot, and he said, if you're one degree off, it may not seem like much, but going at the speed that you're going at, from here to there, you are miles away from That's where right. you want to be. And he said that's with a single degree. And so you have to learn to be able to make your course corrections as you fly. And he and it was really interesting because I, I remember this part of the story. He said, and you can't when you're fighting a, a, a jet, a jet plane, you can't just take your head down and just look at all, all the instruments. He yeah. said, you have to keep looking at where you're going. So you learn to be able to look at your dashboard quickly and and get your eyes back forward quickly so yeah. that then you take that information, and keep going. And I thought that is so interesting because as as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we've also seen this where people take this, oh, my goodness, a gregarious amount of time to stop, look at, start looking at all of these things and they forget about what they're actually doing, which is flying the plane. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> busy being busy, right? They're busy being yes. busy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, I, I hate that word to tell you, Julie. I hate the word busy. Um, <laughs> people love to say it, but I thought, what is busy? Uh, you know, for me, it's it's just sort of this, it comes out of people's mouths so naturally. Um, oh, sorry, I'm I'm busy. Wait, you're busy? So what if I said that I had a million dollars to give you? Would you still be busy? Okay. Oh, oh, you're you're not busy. Uh, okay, I'll, you know, and you realize the the especially I think in business the the further you go, the more you realize that busyness sort of kills can kill a business, right? Yeah. And because you you're off doing all of these things. And you're not focused on the tasks in front of you, what you need to really be doing. And um, I I had a very, very interesting story where a, a gentleman called me and he he was talking to me about something that I guess he wanted to sell me. And and I just stayed on the phone long enough. I was actually in the hospital at that point in time when he's calling in. And I was just looking for a moment to say, look, I. I can't talk right now. And, and when he, and then he said, 
you, you know, can we talk further about this? And I thought, okay, look, I'm, I'm not available right now. Yeah. Can we set up a time to, to speak <laughs> further? Because I realized whatever he was saying, he could have been offering me a million dollars. And right. because I was in the hospital, I couldn't recognize it because okay. I was preoccupied with something else. And I said, okay, let's, let's set up a time next week to, to talk further. I'm, I just can't speak with you right now. He said, absolutely. And then lo and behold, we set up this meeting and it's on my agenda. I got to tell you the story, Siobhan, just in, in, it's on my agenda. I'm sitting there, I'm talking with the individual. And I said to him, I don't know what we are talking about. Uh, you <laughs> called me and I was in, in the hospital and I don't know what this conversation is about, but I wanted to give you a chance to tell me what was going on. And he said, oh, well, it's, it's X, Y, Z. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the conversation, we started talking about what, what is, is your company, is your business uh, open to a partnership? You know, mm -hmm. are you open to an additional investor? Because I was so blown away by what he was sharing with me that I said, I don't know if I just want to be a client. I think I'd like to be involved in the business, an investor in the yeah. business. And that was all just out of having that slight shift of not being busy but realizing, okay, it didn't work for my time right here and now. Yeah. Let's let's set that up a, another point yeah. in time. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. brilliant. Like so that's brilliant. I I so I love I, I I hate the word busy, and uh, I do understand that we're always focused and trying to get the most out of our day. Now I I got to ask you a question because you've worked with so many different people. I heard I heard. Uh, this a multimillionaire. He was online, and he was he was just saying that he actually interviewed, or he not interviewed. He was talking with a billionaire, and he was talking about people's schedules and how busy they are. And one of the things that the and he was trying to figure out how do I go and get to that next level. And the billionaire said to him, he said, "You've got to learn to work less than." than what you're doing. And he actually said to him, you, you have to learn to work about 18 hours a week. And he said, the reason being is that you need to have time for creativity. You need to be able to set aside time to, to be able to uh, meet with people and, and be around them and have experiences. And, but understand that the level of value that you're going to bring does not come in those you know, trying to fit it in in a five minute segment brainstorming, but rather allowing your time, yourself time to be creative. In this world, in what you teach, do you think that people are perhaps too busy or or they don't work enough in or on their businesses? I see people who are uh, focused on the wrong thing for too long. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. mental masturbation, mental cogitation, <laughs> and okay. um, and there. In the beginning, I said a lot of people get caught up in what to say. A yes. lot of mental cogitation is is happening because people don't know what to say, when to say it, the right the right sequence of saying it, speaking it, writing it, whatever that is. 
And, you know, there's so much content out there. It's like, well, what does somebody say <laughs> in order to get in order to get a client to, to transmute and transform into in a prospect into a client? And uh, generally what's happening is people who work on their business, work on it in a way that is going to help the communication so that the end result can occur more thoroughly, right? And um, I, I happen to get to spend a week on Richard Branson's island with him. So talk about a billionaire. I get to witness his yeah. life and his business in action. And um, I know he works a lot, but he doesn't work a lot. Yeah. And so the truth of the matter is his, his motto is, you know, make sure my health is on track, make sure my attitude is on track, make sure I'm continuing to expand and hire people. He hires a lot of people to help him, which is amazing. Most people yes. don't do that. Um, and, and he's always looking to collaborate. I love that more people today are looking to collaborate because, and I say it that intentionally because we have been away from that for so long as entrepreneurs is we're not, we're looking to do it on our own and find our own zone and do our own thing. And the truth of the matter is the more you play together, the more everybody gets to a win. Yes. And um, he's always looking to collaborate. We were talking at dinner a year or two ago and, and the guy who was sitting beside me, uh, we were having this conversation about how a particular aspect of solar needed to be evolved or whatever. And, and he got up and left and he wrote an email and came back <laughs> to figure out how to collaborate. And so, uh, yes, you need to spend the right amount of time doing the right things and have the right people so that they're just as on fire as you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm what I'm hearing is because back to this conversation that you've really been fostering here about energy. You know, it, it's really about being able to harness uh, the energy of people around you. Is is what I'm hearing, and and that thereby allowing you to be able to be focused on the the areas that are most profitable that are best suited for you to be able to be in something, something like that. Yes. And so if you're a good writer, don't outsource your writing, right? right. If yeah. you're, um, I, I remember everyone kept saying to me, you need to hire, you need to hire people to write for you. So you don't have to write. And I was like, Oh no, no. Writing is like my, it, I love like, give me fingers it. on a keyboard yeah. and I just write. I just yeah. want to write things because I think there's a way to communicate that that I communicate that somebody else can't ever get unless it comes directly from me. Right. Um, so do the things that you're most amazing at that are going to bring a yield or bring you something back in the most authentic way. But Siobhan, but Siobhan, I don't know what that is. How do oh. I figure that out? <laughs> well, let's talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I'm sure you've heard that one before. What, you know, people coming yeah. to you and saying, but Siobhan, I don't know. 
what I my know. calling is. I don't know how to, uh, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. No, and and I always say, so if I tell you, will you do it? <laughs> Whoa, yes, yes. I'm a little direct, so that's kind Come of why on. one of the reasons I get, yeah, if I, I'm a little what, direct. What happens when you say that? Um, most people say, oh gosh, that's a really good question because I think it should be this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that's exactly what I, how I will respond. Oh, okay. And um, a client, I'll give you an example. A client recently, oh yes. she has a brand that's different um, and it's for styling. And I knew from the beginning that she didn't have the right name. I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to get her to figure out how to open up to her right name. So uh, we grew the business. It, it's done amazing. And then she said, I'm going to do rebranding. I'm like, oh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, so I think you need to use this name. And I gave her the name. And she just went ballistic. <laughs> And I said, that's okay. You don't have to take it if you don't want to. I right. don't care. It's your business. Right. But I'm kind of really genius at this. So you probably should just consider it and take it to your branding person and see yeah. what they say. And the branding person was off the charts going, that's right. the best name ever. And yeah. so it took it took uh, my style client, who has a very great style business, to really turn the dial so that what could happen is she could allow herself to change the name. So a lot yeah. of people don't want to do what I say because they're so married to their, um, to yeah. this thing. You know, we wouldn't have things like Apple the way it is. We wouldn't have an iPhone today uh, if everybody had been married to one idea. We wouldn't have um, uh, Wi-Fi the way it is. We wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have Facebook the way it is. I mean, we wouldn't have a lot of things if everybody was so married to the one idea. You have to be willing to pivot. Yeah, yeah. That is that is so interesting. Um, <laughs> if I showed you, it would... <laughs> I'm still laughing about that one. Um, uh, okay, so tell us a little bit about what uh, you know. What's exciting you these days that you're working on, and and what what sort of the direction that you're moving in 2023? Uh, you know, I'm kind of minute by minute, but uh... <laughs> 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 right now, flowing energy. Yeah, tell yeah, us. Flowing with the energy. Uh, the yeah. image that you see on the screen right now, we just finished that rebrand. Um, oh, wonderful. And so so, uh, so we're kind of working through some things. But I think uh, there are two pieces that I'm very excited about. One, yeah. um, I have a thing about helping people understand where their prosperity is and where it's stuck. And so we just created a scorecard. It's taken us a long time to create this scorecard. Uh, and people a can prosperity score scorecard. That's right. I'm okay. pretty excited about that because nobody really knows exactly where they're stuck and where they get hung up in mm. their prosperity. So I wanted to reveal some things to them. That's one. And then the other one is the, the words thing. Um, my client who has the app with the vocabulary got me talking about a book that I wrote that I hadn't released, The Secret Energy of Words, and how words, you know, uh, crush us. I, 
I don't remember exactly the subtitle, but you know, how words basically help us fail and sometimes make us succeed um, and the energy of that. And so I'm pretty excited about that because if I look at the entire course of the uh, time I've been helping folks do whatever they're magically here to do and prosper and, you know, scale and all the cool things that they're here to do. There is always an element of saying the right things with the right energy to achieve a result every single time. Saying the right things with the right energy. Saying the right things with the right energy. Can you say more about that? Sure. So I lived in the South for about a hot second and uh, <laughs> women in the South, I didn't understand this, but they were not liking me. And they said this to my face. They said, I cannot stand you. And I felt like I had been loved all over. And I got to thinking about that. And I thought that's an energy thing. That's totally an energy thing. They're sending really, ugly poopy energy that they hate me and yet they're just dripping it in love <laughs> wow. okay and so we often say things with anger energy or force energy or a chaotic energy that's the most common one chaotic energy mm -hmm. and then the person on the other side can't hear us they don't know how to buy from us they don't know how to say yes to us they don't know what action to take from us, etc. And so when you blend the words and the energy and you put that together in such a cadence, what starts to happen is results automatically start to show up. Mm -hmm. I believe you 100% on that. And, and what's coming to mind is, you, you know, I'm in real estate and and uh, one of my specialties is hard money lending or private lending, as we call it here. And I recognize when I'm talking to someone and I recognize that I can help them as opposed to it. Uh, they want to give me money. Uh, you know, OK, fine. Great. Uh, but the moment I realize that there is something, there's value that I'm able to bring. I recognize it in my person and I recognize that it comes out on the phone immediately. Right. That's oh, your beingness. You're, that's yeah. what you're talking about. The beingness. You can, you can, you can sense it. Yeah. And, and it, it sort of uh, wipes away whatever, uh, you know, pre-existing thoughts there are around selling sales, any of those kind of things, because you know, you know that you're bringing value to that person. And now it just becomes a question of whether they see the value and whether you're able to convey it to them. And that's the words and the energy. So you yeah. have that beingness and then you got to combine it with the words and the energy. So the transaction becomes uh, inevitable. Yeah. And, and now maybe you can say something about this. I've noticed that sometimes if the energy, if, if, your being is there you sometimes just having that value even if the words aren't there the person on the other side of the phone or whatever even if the words aren't there exactly they recognize the energy that's in behind it and something happens I, i'm gonna say almost magical even if yeah those words aren't 
aren't even there. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. A, like as if true. we can almost sense that. Yeah, absolutely. It is kind of magical, but that's really, you know, I mean, that's, it's about finding that magicalness and having it as repeatable. And I like to give people the repeatable magicalness, you know, the repeatable way of accessing that and and really uh, taking that forward so it can become part of their zone of genius, their business dynamic, their conversation, et cetera. But it has to be repeatable. I'm a scientist. So I like repeatable things. <laughs> yes. So so if people want to get more, they want to learn more, they want to interact with you, um, find out about your um, your material and your courses. How how do they find you? Um, obviously, we've got uh, SiobhanMoran.com, uh, spelled S H E E V A U N M O R A N dot com. Yep. And where else can they find you? Uh, they can find me on all the socials, every single one there is. Um, and, uh, I'm always saying something and let's see what else would, um, we don't have the prosperity scorecard up, but if you want the scorecard, uh, it's in the last phases of that. Just email me at author, A-U-T-H-O-R at SiobhanMoran.com. And then we'll send you a link once we have it fully, fully ready. I approve some of it today. It's it's coming along. I'm pretty, I'm really excited about this. I really think that people need to learn how, how to find out where their prosperity is super is in the trash. <laughs> yeah. So they can oh, get okay. out of it. Give us some clarity. If they, if they check out this prosperity scorecard, what is this really going to tell them? Uh, so here's what it is. So I have an okay. intake form that's very long okay. for all of my clients. And yes. every single one of my clients has said, just the intake form was worth the entire investment. And of course, wow. I'm very expensive. And because it makes them go through things in their mind and their energy and their psychology mm-hmm. and their history and how they think and how they think about health and how they think about money and how they think about business and all yes. of the six places that I talk about. And so basically what I did is I took that that very long (laughs) uh, intake form. And I synthesized it down to questions that will help people have epiphanies in each different, you know, couple, every couple questions, you'll have some sort of epiphany about how you're behaving or how you're not behaving. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay. All right. Well, uh, guys, you want to check out the prosperity scorecard. We'll put the links, (laughs) um, in the show notes and, um, you know, Siobhan, really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing with us, sharing your life, sharing, um, you know, about energy. I think we're we're definitely in a place and time where there are so there is so many energies going in so many different directions that it yeah. really is important to take that moment to uh, to be you know mindful of what you're saying and what you're doing. But more, more importantly, where your energy is focused um, in your life. Thank you so much. Great conversation. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, this has been uh, another episode of the Leadership to Wealth podcast. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again uh, next week.